we sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell Ladies and gentlemen, to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Design, as well as the District at Dinah, your destination location for all things redesign, remodeling, furnishing, and we have a title company, so you can actually close on your loan as well. I am Gregory Rich, your host, and I am going to help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight's theme unsurprisingly, is interior design. And that is because our primary guest is none other than Habitation's newest interior designer, Christina Letelier. Christina, welcome to the program. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to having you on, and you've been with us now for a couple months? Yeah, it's, it's since November, so a couple months now. Excellent. And it was sooner or later we'd have to have you on the show and (laughs) learn more (laughs) about everything that uh, you're doing over at Habitation. Mm -hmm. I hope it's been going well since November. Yes, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's it's never a dull moment here (laughs) at the district. (laughs) Totally the right answer. No, Greg, it really sucks. (laughs) Yes. And by the way, I'm taking advantage of this opportunity to turn in my resignation. (laughs) No, you'll be with us a good long time because you are absolutely fantastic and Mm -hmm. uh, we're loving what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, later on your role as an interior designer as well as a realtor. Yep. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. We also have another habitation design. Uh, I, I, I hesitate to even call you an employee. I would call you a habitation design integral piece of the machinery. None other than Carl Peltier, who we all know and love. Carl, welcome. Thank you. I don't think that'll fit out of my business card, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you larger cards. Yes. I need a postcard. It could be like Twitter, like a thread. You have like three cards. You can yeah. just keep handling <laughs> to yes. people. Wonderful. Carl is going to be on talking about design as well, but his role at this exact moment is nothing less than the occupier of the Dan Newkirk Memorial Coctological Chair. Do you like that? No, but... <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Daniel Kirk. Rest in peace. No, you are mixing for us tonight. And you know what? Sometimes simplicity is the way you want to go. And as we're in the midst of winter, which is basically whiskey season to me, we do like to look forward to the spring and summer when we go to clear liquors, and in this case, gin. So what was Christina's request, Mr. Peltier? Good old gin and tonic. It's a gin and tonic, feeling supersonic, yeah. as we used to say back in the day. Oh, no. How are we going to pick mix this particular version? Uh, really simply, um, pretty much I'm going to pour some uh, gin and tonic uh, in a glass over some ice. <laughs> it's all about the pour. It's yep. all about the, the wrist movement on this one. All right. So nevertheless, we'll throw in our mixing music, as we like to do. And uh, Carl will walk us through the creation of a gin and tonic. <laughs> so, I am filling up my glass with some ice. And I believe this is filtered water ice that we got out of the refrigerator. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have <to> color. <laughs> and what kind, of, uh, what kind of gin are we using now? I don't know, because you put it in an unmarked 
decanter. <laughs> so, what kind of gin is this, Craig? You guys don't help me at all. Uh, we have Tanqueray. Tanqueray. Tanqueray is, is just a go-to gin. I'm not sure if it is passe at this moment or not. What do you think, Christina? Are you a believer in tank? I mean, it's it's kind of my go-to. I have it Good. at my bar at I, home. I mean, there's some great gins out there, mm-hmm. like Roku gin, yeah. uh, the Japanese yeah. gin. Is I think amazing. I, I have some of that, and I actually was telling Jackie before the show um, that I was going to bring some of that in, but it's it's almost gone, so <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. So it's now it's yours. <laughs> now it's mine. Um, but yeah. But tank is tankeray is is critical. And by the way, I do just want to emphasize, folks. There's no G. It's a Q. It's uh, when you go and you ask for a tankeray, and I always hit the hard, and the server always responds with a G, as if I'm making a mistake. It's hard to read on the bottle. Tankeray. Yeah. There's even a U afterwards. Tankeray. Someday I'll look up what tankeray means. Whenever but. I go up to the bar to order one, I'm just like, I don't know how to say this, and I'm going to sound really stupid, but I'm at the bar, so they should just, Agreed. you know, so you roll with it. Tankeray? I mean, I just kind of like mumble it <laughs> <laughs> to the bartender, and they're like, okay, ma'am, that's, we get what Here's you want. And yeah. uh, we'll see you in that's, 20 minutes. So pretty much it's you know. um, one part gin, and then I do about one and a half part uh, tonic, and then use your good old stirring stick with your lime. Yep. And the lime is key. And there are also, as a philosophy, uh, Christina, do you do you squeeze the lime into your drink, or do you just drop it, or do you ignore it all together? I typically squeeze it. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes yes, sometimes no on my side. I, I don't drink the gin and tonics all that often. And I'd also point out, this is, so we have regular tonic water that we're putting into this. Yes, correct. Can it dry, whatever it is, which is awfully sweet. And here's the thing. If you're not a huge fan of sweet and you're at a, a bar, you don't want to ask for diet tonic. Ask for half tonic, half soda. Oh, hmm. that's clever. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. It's one of those things. Again, I can't remember what I'm doing while I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the ability to create that. So, all right. A, uh, a gin and tonic. Let's have a quick sip. My God, it tastes exactly like a gin and tonic. I would not know the difference. Great recipe. Refreshing. Simple. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is refreshing. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I was at Makanda restaurant last night. And they had, uh, I think it was called a spa water. And it is uh, gin, aquavit, mm. uh, and then a simple syrup that's infused with uh, lime. And they were nice enough, thank you guys, to give me the simple syrup so we could do it on the show today. But, of course, being me, mm. I forgot the simple syrup. <laughs> so we're doing this. So we'll do it next week. Okay. Maybe we'll have Jack from behind the bar at Makanda come in and mix mm. that for us. That would be kind of cool. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, they say that um, only mad people drink gin. Oh. Only mad people? Mad mm. people. As in crazy or angry? Crazy. My parents always used to say that gin makes for angry drunks. Yeah. Oh. I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe it. You know? I, other things make me a lot more of an angry yes, drunk than Jim. Yes. <laughs> life makes yeah, me life. an angry drunk. Yeah. That's, that's about right. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I still believe, like, you know, we used to, for a while, 
uh, everybody was talking about uh, tequila being something of a stimulant as opposed mm-hmm. to a pure depressant. Mm-hmm. And there is no scientific evidence that supports that. But there's tons of anecdotal evidence that seems to suggest something like that. So once again, it's one of those deep mysteries of the universe. Very much like real estate. So, Christina. (laughs) Yes. As we said, so you uh, are a realtor uh, with Dino Realty, correct? Yep. And you're out of which office? Uh, Hudson, Wisconsin. So you make the voyage all the way from Hudson to Edina daily but you don't complain I do. you don't mind it do you? no no i have two wild kettle dogs if you guys don't know what kettle dogs are you can google it you'll get some crazy videos and do enjoy nothing the, the general <laughs> drive it's yeah. true it's yeah. kind of the secret i mm-hmm. mean you know mm-hmm. it, it can be tiring to be in the car and, and focusing on that but if you have the right frame of mind it's kind yeah. of like being on the subway in new york mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. why i think i've always believed that when self-driving cars become the norm, <laughs> yes, real estate in the outer areas will increase in value dramatically. Because if you can mm-hmm. just sit in your car and read the news or scroll through whatever doom fuckery you happen to be scrolling through, why do you care how long you're in the car? Good, mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right? Yeah. All right. So you are with Adina Realty out yep. in Hudson. Out in Hudson. And you are also an interior designer. Yep. Which, I mean, I don't want to say is your true passion because I don't want to take anything away <laughs> from realty or real estate. Um, but what do you see as, I mean, how do you see the two merging together? What brought yeah. you to that point? Yeah. Um, so I, I actually, my story's kind of, it goes far back, um, to 2012, actually. Um, prior to 2012, I was actually a horse science major at UW River Falls. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) So science, horse science. I was balancing rations as a nutritionist for horses. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's, that's what I used to do. Um, so Long story this short, this explains why you um, put horse pictures in every project that you. Design. Yes, yes, no. <laughs> you know the the young like middle school Christina probably would have done that, um, but no. Um, you know, I grew up doing 4-H. You know, I'm from a small town, um, so I rode horses, and then I just doodled over everything. You know, drew horses, drew animals, drew everything. Um, my art teacher, uh, Shardavas. Um, she she really pushed me into art club, art team. I was captain of art team. Um, so I have a really big background in traditional painting, drawing, everything like that. Um, and so when I went to school, I wasn't really sure I wanted to be a painter or anything like that. You know, I was like, well, how am I going to make money? Um, and so I went into horses um, and I always get the mean animals really so yeah i've been bit in the forehead by horses um you know in the forehead well it just kind of like they smack you with their teeth like i don't like you i've had a couple (laughs) horses we just didn't get along um my best friend's grandma had a black um arab horse named storm and we just didn't like each other i rode him because and then just yeah it wasn't good anyway so um going off on a tangent um you know and i did that for Three years, I almost graduated with a degree in um, equine science. Um, Really liked chemistry growing up, too, so, like, science nerd. Um, But it just wasn't for me. It was kind of boring, balancing horse rations, um, and I missed art. I missed art a lot. (laughs) It sounds so exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, let me tell you those equations. Um, They'll get you. 
and so you know i kind of stepped back and and figured out what i wanted to do and um you know i was i was getting by in college um as an equine science major okay. um but you know like b's c's because i just didn't no really passion. care no passion um got into interior design school um in 2012 and it was straight days i held a 4.0 for a really long time um because i just i couldn't get enough of it mm-hmm. um i really really loved it so interior design real estate i do do real estate but interior design has always been my passion mm-hmm. um and so i you know went through school it took took me a while to get my degree because i um you know, held a 40 plus hour week job, um, while I was doing it. So I was in school part time, um, and close to finishing graduation, I decided to get into real estate, um, because it just seems like it goes hand in hand and now being in it, uh, for almost five years now, um, it really does. Um, you know, real estate, if you're an interior designer and a realtor, Uh you can just provide a better level of service for your clients. Um, you know, I'm in houses every single day. I know what sells. I know what design trends. Um, it really just does go hand in hand. Like this house because it has pink walls. Well, let me tell you, you can change that for like a $100. Um, you know, and so I can look past those and I can really give someone an idea of, you know, the spaces and where most people say, well, how many bedrooms and baths do you want? I say, you know, what spaces are you looking for and why, you know, do you need a third bedroom for an office or will a loft with a space that I designed for you do just fine? Um, so I can just get down to a, a more, you know, designer level and, and really see the bones of a house of, you know, what it could be. And it is key because again, the, the, the house is the bones. I mean, and then, you know, do you fill it in and your happiness is going to be related you know, obviously the house is critically important. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, can't go into a house that you absolutely hate and make yes. someone love it by beautiful design. But if it's mm-hmm. the house that people are looking for and they are simply not able to look past yep. the nonsense of what it currently mm-hmm. stands like, you have enormous credibility in fixing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And just the knowledge of renovations, you know, um, if, if, someone, if someone has a certain budget they want to stay in, um, house is essentially a shell you know new construction they're going to be a shell um you're not going to see i mean a lot of uh new constructions do have good staging companies and things like that which are really helpful Mm -hmm. um but interior designers take your personal style and turn it into you know your home and who better than the realtor with whom you are working (laughs) who has gone through all of these different Mm -hmm. houses to mm-hmm. be able to understand what style you're looking for and yep. how you can affect that outcome in mm-hmm. something else. Yep. So it's worked out well. And it, it has. Yep. They do go hand in glove. And that's kind of part of why mm-hmm. we brought you into habitation. Yes. It's because it is the proper combination. Whereas Carl, for example, is going to be brought into a project usually after the home is sold and you know, kind of has to sometimes clean up the mess left by the realtor. (laughs) (laughs) I will sorry on on their behalf. Yes, I do. Yes. It's it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I get those too. (laughs) I I sympathize. Yeah. It's a lot easier when you can, you can take control from the start. Um, Because otherwise, you know, you can eliminate those problems. Say, oh, well, I don't really use this room. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't have to have it. Um, or think of a space to use it for, yes, you know, just, right? and that's getting to know people on a more personal level. And that's what I like to do. Um, so I can, you know, reimagine that space. I never thought that I would use my basement 
main living room and an upper sitting area, but I wouldn't change my floor plan if we figured it out. I could, yeah. Tend to work. Well, it's, it's a lot like, you yeah. know, right, as I've said, I hate the phrase, everything happens for a reason. I don't believe that necessarily, <laughs> if, unless the reason is the entertainment of the gods. But sometimes you get a circumstance and you decide or you find a way to pivot. Uh, mm-hmm. to use a popular term right now, mm-hmm. and take advantage, and the outcome does turn out better than the original plan. Yep. I cannot hear that word and not think of that scene. From Pivot. Friends. From Friends. Yes. <laughs> yes. The sofa and the stairs. Pivot! 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 You don't know that scene? You know what? Where they get the couch mm-hmm. stuck in the stairway, moving it up into the apartment? <laughs> I do, actually, now, yeah. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't hear that and just I not can't instantly. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's actually a podcast called Pivot, which is... Hmm. Which is I know it's it's one of these words that is going to be so exhausted after a while. You've got yep. to get rid of it. So let me ask you this: So you're showing a home. Let's say it's a mid-century, like mm-hmm. 1972, what have you, home, and you're showing it to uh, clients who you've already sensed have a more modern aesthetic, not a mid-century, but something mm-hmm. that's old. Would you, as a professional in both industries, be inclined or disinclined to encourage that house? In other words, do you find a way to make it work, or do you accept that it's not the right spot? Um, you know, I that's a good question. I I have no trouble telling my clients that you know maybe this isn't the best options. Our option. I, I'm not a realtor that really pushes someone into a house. I'm not trying to sell a specific house, even if it's my listing. If a buyer comes in, I'm going to be listening to their needs. If they're saying that you know this mid-century modern isn't my style, well, it's probably going to be easier to find something not mid-century for them rather than swapping everything out. Or you know, it really comes down to the client and what their needs are. If it's in the perfect location, they have to buy right now. We can come up with the money in in regards to renovating and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we can make it work. But it's that discussion with my clients that I have of pros and cons between every like check mark that we get at mm-hmm. that really you know sets me apart from from the other realtors. Sure. And yep. you have again the credibility yep. associated on both sides. Mm-hmm. Carl, what are your thoughts on that? Can you take? Could you take a a modern house and integrate a traditional interior design plan or are there some things that just can't be done i mean you can um but only to a certain point you know the bones of the house still matter you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what style i put in it it still all has to blend together and flow Mm -hmm. um i've actually always had a fantasy of having like this (laughs) beautiful ornate Versailles style room and putting only ultra modern, super Mm -hmm. sleek, clean furniture in it and just have Mm -hmm. it be like so minimal. But then you have all the detail of all the super ornate. Like I love mixing Mm -hmm. those styles together, but there's a fine line of it working and not working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It takes skill, takes experience and a basic understanding of balance, shape, form, things like that. That would be insanely cool. But could you do the reverse? Could you have an ultra modern house and put in yes tradition? That's actually mm-hmm. it's it's common at a certain price point to have kind of a sleek modern um, base and putting in um, higher end antique furniture. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, and then we get, we could uh, that would also take us into discussion of Carter Aberbeck. Mm-hmm. And, and exactly. Yeah, yep. he's been on the show many times. Um, forum. If anybody is out there and uh, interested in taking a look, uh, I'd spell it, but I can't spell it. Um, <laughs> and he takes classic furniture and and you know revitalizes it. Revitalizes it exactly. Mm-hmm. Top notch mm-hmm. guy. Yep. Yeah. But okay, so you're in real estate, but. Design is your passion, and now you've moved into habitation. Yep. Talk a little bit about what your process has been from an interior design perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really heavy up front on the prep and really getting to know the space. Um, you know, and again, it's 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 asking the right questions. Um, you know, not just the simple bedrooms, baths. What do you want? Um, you know, I created <laughs> this long these long slides to you haven't seen this um, of like trying to narrow down to like a lot of people will say, well, I don't know what I want, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's very common. People mm-hmm. will say, well, aren't you the designer design it for me? And it's like, well, there's a lot of design styles. There's modern, there's Scandinavian and there's simple, you know, there's very specific tweaks between these styles. Some of them blend, um, you know, and it's hard to say. So if you tell me, um, I actually had a client once and they were looking for mid-century modern houses. And, and when you say that in different spots, it, it doesn't really mean the same thing. Or people will say, oh, I really like mid-century modern. It's like, well, do you like HGTV? You know, like, where are you getting this from? Or do you like true, <laughs> <laughs> true mid-century modern? Um, and they, you know, they said, oh, I found this on, you know, Realtor or wherever, um, you know, can we go look at it? And I was like, oh, they legitimately like mid-century modern. I can hang with these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so really getting to know, you know, the the terminology to and educating them of like, this is what I think this means. Mm-hmm. Let's meet on a common ground because the worst thing is for me to actually go design it. And then I didn't understand what they were saying. Right. I want it to be very, very clear. Yeah. Um, well, people's definitions of yes. modern and contemporary <laughs> uh, range a lot. Like I just yes. had a client yeah. who, you know, he wants me to do a theater and he's like, I want it art deco, like super art deco. And I go, just to clarify, I'm going to show you a picture of what art deco is. Yep. <laughs> and I did. And he was like, oh God, no, 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 no. And I go, do you mean retro? And he, and I showed a picture that he's like, yes, that's what, and which are yep. completely different yes. styles. But yes. I mean, to yep. the random, you know, consumer that isn't a designer, they don't know yeah. the ins and outs and the differences between, you know, mm-hmm. styles it for is, the most part. It is yeah. the key for any meeting of minds is to mm-hmm. define terms. Like, yep. honestly, like if I'm having a political engagement, for example, debate, what have you, mm-hmm. you have to determine what are the fundamentals. What do you believe yep. this mm-hmm. term means and this term means? Yep. 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 And if you don't, you're just, you know. Now, if somebody came to you and said, I like Art Nouveau, now you can be pretty confident that that person does know what Art Nouveau is. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty specific style. Yeah. But Art yeah. Nouveau and Art Deco, like you said, They're, very thinly Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it, there's a lot of fine lines to design and the, the different styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, having interior designers that actually know what those are, um, you know, and can actually translate that into a design is, mm-hmm. is going to be helpful. Absolutely true. Um, so. I'm curious about the retro thing. So were they thinking like <laughs> the 80s lacquered? No, like deco? 60s retro. Okay. Like he wanted old school theater, like retro sixties mm. theater style. 
which and is what we're going for. That is as our demo. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, that's which cute. is very common in the theater, you know, style. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. it's just a mix up of you know terms that. Mm-hmm. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed, you've got to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we've yeah. clarified that. Yeah. We should probably take a quick break to run some ads, some commercials, and God knows what kind of PSA. And hmm. Honestly, Johnson, my public service announcements are probably not what AM 950 is looking for. <laughs> Nevertheless, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about more, a little bit more about interior design. You are listening to AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, or probably a podcast, which is really neither progressive or anything else. Nevertheless, drink in the style. We'll be right back. So many different people to be. Strange, so strange. It's very strange to me. When I look out my window, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Drink in the Style. Brought to you by Habitation Design and the District of Dinah. I'm Gregory Rich, your host, and we are speaking with none other than Carl Peltier and Christina Letelier. Okay. No, yeah, it's Carl coming. Peltier now. Just, but just, it's it, Peltier now. Is it now Peltier? I'm good. It's Change spelled it. yeah. the same. The odds of having two people working in Minnesota with a French-spelled name... Both of you have it, and yet, because you like to make my life difficult, oh, you yeah. pronounce them differently. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. Yeah, I figured. I figured. It was at my first interview. It's actually not Letelier. We just conversed. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> with Greg. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. No, no, I did. We spent the first couple of years of you and me working together, me trying to persuade you to go with Peltier. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And now it's you're, just, you know, when you've had, got 34 years... Yeah. Pronouncing it one way, yeah. it's weird to... Uh... Yeah. In White Bear Lake, though, yes. it, yeah. it should be said. So we are now well, Peltier, properly? Yeah. What, what, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before college and actually being in like... I don't know. I called them from a small town and everyone called me Letelier. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm Letelier because that's how you pronounce it. So. It is how you pronounce it. That's the thing. And I'm a thing. designer, so... <laughs> Exactly, it works 100%. Agreed, Mr. Peltier? Agreed. (laughs) All right. Sorry, it just it had to be brought up at some point. It's the elephant in the room. Um, let's talk more about design in a larger scale. Now, mm-hmm. Habitation, of course, focuses on furnishings, uh, yeah. if you will. But it's mm-hmm. not all we do at this point. It's not all that you do when you, you come to the table. Yep. Talk about uh, your definition of design and the the skills you have in that space. Yeah. So, I mean, interior design to me, I went to school and got a, in a, a bachelor's in interior design. So you learn just everything you touch from, you know, floor to ceiling, um, I- interior walls. I can't touch exteriors <laughs> um, or load bearing uh, for that matter. That's why we yes, have. No, architects. you're not allowed to touch anything. <laughs> Don't that. ask me to because I won't do it. Just like this pillar, saying, I'm not totally a unnecessary. <laughs> it breaks up the room. Um, yes, I won't. Um, you know, and that's why we have the people that we have um, supporting us. But um, so design to me, um, I have a really big background in the 
the finishes of things. So that's flooring, um, you know, wall, um, countertops, tile, everything like that, application. Um, I have a lot of people that are like, well, what's LVP versus laminate? What's the best, you know, trends out there and everything like that. Um, And what is the difference between laminate and LVP? (laughs) Yes. So LVP versus laminate. So it's a really good question. Um, I get it a lot. Um, They're very similar products. So your LVPs typically are going to be more so a plastic kind of core and a waterproof core. Um, Your laminates are going to have a wood composite core most likely. Um, And so, I mean... LVP is a little bit newer than your laminates. It used to be Pergo. That's what it was. Pergo. Yeah. Pergo. Pergo. Whatever happened to Pergo? I, uh, still, gladly I thought they were gone. still around, weren't they? Uh, you, no. I mean, you can you don't, still get them. Yeah. But. You know, it would kind of like pop up on the corner if you got it wet. Cup and what have um, you. Now, the biggest thing I'm going to tell people <laughs> coming from a flooring and, you know, finishes background too is like you need to know how to take care of your product. If you have a Pergo floor... It probably won't pop up if you're not like steam mopping it and like wet mopping it. There is a way that you should be taking care of your floors. And that's also why LVP became so popular mm-hmm. because it's very low maintenance. You can wet mop these floors. Won't matter. Nothing's going to start bubbling up or doing anything weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have laminate floors in my house. Um, I actually really like them um, because the tops are a lot more scratch resistant than an LVP. Okay, which so, makes sense. You know, it's interesting you should bring up the, the care of, of products because yep. it, it, truly it is, it is, again, another important part of when you're investing in furnishings and things yeah. that you get to know. Like you, if you sell a, a sofa that has a particular cover on it, a particular fabric, mm-hmm. you don't clean it the same way as you, may, as you would with another one, right? I mean, uh, truthfully, oh, yeah. Carl, every, this is something you taught fabric, me. Every um, has a different cleaning code of, what you should use if it's a water base or um, soluble. So yes, everything everything in our our industry has cleaning codes and yep. how to take care of them. And if you don't use what is mm-hmm. properly supposed to be used, you will damage that product um, yep. or, or ruin it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Where and if you do just stop into retailer X Y Z, there's no way on earth they're going to tell you for the most part yeah. how to. So you'll go to the store, you'll buy fabric cleaner, and then you'll wonder why you have a spot that's three times as large as the spot you would have done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, tangent, uh, Christina. <laughs> so sorry. So more than just yeah. furnishing. So flooring. Yep. Go yep. on. What else? Um, countertops. Um... You know, I I actually, we we did a lot of countertops in Hudson. We we were the main um, of the stores. Um, And so lots of, you know, kitchen design and, um, you know, quartz has come a long ways. Um, Cambria, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it used to be more so this granite kind of look. And now we're getting more so into like the marbles and everything. And it's it's kind of crazy um, how far those have come to. And granite's kind of gone to the wayside. You know, a lot of people yeah. still really like it, and it's mm-hmm. more so like if you want a very, um, a piece that no one else has in their house, right? That's what that that's what your granites are. You think so? Really? Yeah. Well, each one's it's uh, different. It's it's not. Man-made. But isn't that true of quartz as well? No, because no. quartz is a man-made product. Yep. So if you pick out a slab, oh uh, yeah, slab I'm thinking about like look, natural, like you know, a quartz. Look, yeah, 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 yeah. My apologies. They're gonna look pretty similar for mm-hmm. quartz. There's going to be a little bit of variation, and each carrier is going to be a little bit different how they select them. A lot mm-hmm. of them have programs now where they line them up if it's got veining, so you can see how it goes up your 
um, backsplash if you want it like that. Um, so, and then, you know, from countertops, you know, tile. Mm-hmm. I and love tile. Okay. <laughs> really? I do. What, uh, what are you seeing in tile? It's just, you know, um, I see a lot of people that are trying to kind of cut corners. I see a lot of renovations and flips as a real estate agent. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the nightmare of the situation? People know when yes. you're flipping a house, you're yes. not doing it properly. You're doing mm-hmm. it for like a three to five year period mm-hmm. if you're lucky. And a mm-hmm. bad tile job sticks out so it, much. It does. And you know, they're worth their weight in gold right now. Mm-hmm. They are paid quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it. You know, you, you really need to... It's it's not the cost of the actual tile that's going to get you. It's the labor. And if you're paying for a cheap tile installer... They might not be doing a really great job. Um, And that's with everything. I mean, hardwood floors, and there's so many different kinds of them now um, from, you know, your your traditional hardwood floors to your... um, Engineered. Engineered. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The gin. Um, (laughs) Dun-da-da. It's hitting. Um, So, you know, I I think what appeals to me about tile, like wood flooring, is there's not really anything that beats it, you know, LVP. Um, yeah, it's waterproof, but so is tile. Mm -hmm. It just stands up to the test of time, you Mm -hmm. know, tile and, and hardwoods. And I think it really holds its value as a realtor. When I'm putting, you know, things in for renos or or whatever, for someone, I always look at the neighborhood cap and how much money you really can spend because that matters. It's the question of budget and you know, again, Oh, yeah, you guys got to listen to this one again. Uh, <laughs> you ask the question of a client budget or the individual asking that question. There are two things they're looking for. Either, as people fear, how much money do you have that I can take from you? Yep. But in reality, as a professional, you're saying, how much do I have as resources to make what you want happen? Yep. Correct? Yep. So budget, though, will dictate what you're, you're necessarily going mm-hmm. to be able to present. Yeah. But you can make it work as long as you know what you have to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that also comes down to knowing the client too, is like if they fall in love with a piece of tile and that's what they want their showpiece to be in their kitchen, Mm -hmm. well then that's where we're going to spend our money. Um, And I can find ways to get around the, you know, the same feel and the look and the emotion of the kitchen or the, you know, living room or whatever, um, whatever room it is, you just need to know what's, what's important to them. And Mm -hmm. then you kind of take money from other areas. Precisely. Precisely. And it's difficult to make people kind of understand and believe that, Mm -hmm. but it is unquestionably true. Um, What about, okay, tile, I just have to ask (laughs) right now, both of you, subway tile. You know, (laughs) (laughs) a pause comes over the design world. I I will say, I think it just got so overdone. In a period of time, I still think subway tile is classic in the right installation. Yeah. And I think it's timeless, and I, I, I like it. I think everyone and their mother did subway tile, and just like yep. it just ransacked mm-hmm. the tile community. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think there's always a time and a place for that in an application. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's always should be in the application. Yeah. Like... There's Same. so many better options, so many more mm-hmm. unique options, yeah. so many more eclectic options. I mean, it, it again, it depends on the project, depends on the space, it depends mm-hmm. on the application. But yes, mm-hmm. there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. 
It's not always the time and place for it. Yeah. It's not a. It's not the uh, the panacea solution that everyone was using for a no. while. Yeah. No. Do you agree, I, Christina? Uh, I mean, to an extent. I mean, I really. I do agree that yeah, there's 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 so many different kinds of tile that like, and especially as a designer, like people probably don't know this, but I mean, you you do this every day. You design spaces, and the amount of like, especially over in Wisconsin, it's a little bit more prevalent, like modern farmhouse, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And when you're designing the same thing over and over, it gets a little redundant. Um, but I will say there are a lot more styles of subway tile nowadays, so you can get a little bit more variation. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's kind of like a safety net for people. I think they just think that, oh, yep. It's kind of like white trim and gray paint. Yes. You know, in renovations, they're like, if I paint white trim and gray paint, we're, we're solid. People are starting to nitpick about that a little bit, um, now, but yeah. So that's a great segue, actually, as we go into that, because that mm-hmm. was the go-to for, for many years. Mm-hmm. All right. 2023, 2023. is upon us. Mm-hmm. Trends are, are, are changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start, Christina. What do you see as trends in this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was reading some articles online. Um, it was kind of saying that open floor plans are going away, but maybe not. I can't see them going away. I can't see builders really going into more closed off space. I think as a realtor and designer, I would start from a perspective of, you know, I'll show you some pros and cons of both designs. You can kind of figure out, you know, how that goes. Um, I'm seeing a little bit more color. I wish people would get a little bit more bold with color. Um, obviously we're in Greg's office, um, which is a really <laughs> great, uh, showcase of, you know, just the mood and the, and the personality that you can put into a space. The drama. If you, yes. The drama. Um, if you, if you really just do it correctly. Right. Um, and, and to each their own, right? Like, and, and it doesn't have to be your whole house like this. It could be one quiet room. It could be an office in your house. Um, so I'm hoping people, you know, open up with color a little bit more. Neutrals are getting a little bit more bold. Mm-hmm. We're, we're kind of going away from neutrals. I think people got really, really bored with the gray, mm-hmm. which I mean, everyone was just using the wrong color of gray. Fair. No, no, <laughs> it's very fair. Um, but, um, but one of the benefits of, of this age of everything having been gray and, and mm-hmm. basically a neutral gray yeah. for the most part yep. is that everything is prepped now for bursts of color rather than having to go out and buy all new stuff. You literally yep. just have to change the mm-hmm. walls and the pillows and you can mm-hmm. achieve kind of a mm-hmm. 23, 2023 drama, mm-hmm. which is what people are seeking. Yeah. Do you yeah. think? Uh, well, yeah, and I, I think gray is still relevant. I think that it'll just change a little bit more so to warm. It was pretty cool yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm still seeing a lot yeah. of gray, but a yes. soft, warm mm-hmm. gray, not the cool blue mm-hmm. gray that everyone was doing. Cause mm-hmm. Especially, <laughs> look outside in Minnesota. <laughs> like We live yeah. in gray yes. for yep. six to eight months out of the year. So I think people just mm-hmm. they needed something warmer, something more cheerful. Yep. And I will say, to go back on the open concept, um, I think COVID had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yep. Because we were all stuck in our houses and some of these people, you know, their families were stuck in their open concept house. They had no privacy. Yep. <laughs> we have a really open house, yes. as you know. No <laughs> privacy. Yes. Where it's mm-hmm. like, you need those more mm-hmm. comfort spaces where you can go, where you can be alone, where you can have quiet and I think that's why 
Yeah. Things are starting to shift a little bit. I don't think it's going to be drastic. We're yeah. Right back to our like yep. Quaker four houses, which is <laughs> what I live in. But <laughs> I, I think it's going to be kind of a mix where yep. you're going to have quiet spaces. Mm-hmm. And I also have seen a lot with the luxury um, homes that are being built is less theaters, less um, entertainment areas, and mm-hmm. more health spa-oriented spaces in their houses. Yeah, the theaters are are the less attractive. I mean, kids, I mean, the, the the concept was the family can come together and watch the big screen. Yep. And and I don't get it, but Gen really Zs don't care about the big screen. No. It's it's adding those spas. It's adding those mm-hmm. light treatments. It's adding those yep. massage rooms. Like that, I'm seeing a lot more of trends mm-hmm. um, and trying to be healthier with your mm-hmm. body and your lifestyle yep. versus sitting on the couch. And Did you say it. home massage rooms? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I can get away telling Christina that it's just a trend when I put in a home <laughs> massage. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can, but some people can. Fair. No, yeah. In-home massage rooms where your therapist would then come to your house um, so you mm-hmm. won't have to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, get a massage treatment and then take your 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 uh, sauna experience and yeah i haven't seen those yet i'll have to pitch that to my triathlon friends mm-hmm. wall we'll and like i said <laughs> definitely more in the luxury oh, oh for sure um, for sure community yes but. yes <laughs> fair and appropriate all right so so the trends in 23 are to bring in a little boldness that's integrated mm-hmm. but not to go into some kind of you know 1960s color chaos no. mm-hmm. and also i'm seeing like just not having one specific style throughout yep. your furnishings or your mm-hmm. home. You live in a mid-century house, great. You can have some mid-century pieces, but yep. have some antique, eclectic pieces. Have some modern pieces. like mm-hmm. Within the same space? Yes. Yep. Okay. And, it's, and this is why you hire a designer, because it's hard to do. Yes. And to do it right. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but it's, it's boring. It's when I have clients who in the past went to, you know some competitor and bought all from that one place. And so you walk <laughs> in. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry I guess. So you walk in <laughs> and you feel like you've just stepped into a showroom of that place. And yeah. it doesn't yeah. feel eclectic. It doesn't feel personal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel homey. Yeah. You're injecting yourself into someone else's yes. concept of yes. ideal. Like As you a- should have that funky random sculpture in the corner. You yeah. should have that piece from grandma that was passed out. Yep. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's a mix, but you need somebody that has the eye that can properly put that mix together. Yes, because mm-hmm. otherwise it's a hodgepodge, which someone will refer to as eclectic. Yes. And eclectic? Ec- no, that's a bad. <laughs> it can be eclectic can be good. People often say when they don't like something that something is an eclectic style. And that's yes. the Minnesota nice way of saying it. <laughs> well, this room is different. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so eclectic in here. No, it is. But eclectic became, you're right. It's a legitimate yes. style, but it needs a new term because people have used it to describe the absolute inability to bring things together and mm-hmm. to throw whatever mm-hmm. they had into a single yes. room. Yes. Which is which is key and also mm-hmm. brings up as a great segue the concept of the Habitation Perfect Home program. Now, this mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yes. Christina, you as a realtor and a designer understand this. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the program? Yeah. Um, so I think the program's great. Um, it's essentially taking someone and 
having a consult in their old house and taking inventory of um, the pieces that they want to bring with them um, and also the pieces that, you know, they want gone and then formulating a a design concept and a a plan for their new house that they're going to be moving into, um, you know, after they're in in contract and everything like that. We're not going to start doing plans for houses we don't know you're going to get but yes um, be committed to the home yes you are committed to the house mm-hmm. um you know and then building a plan based on the stuff that you want to bring bring with you know those pieces from grandma and, and implementing them with some new and fresh and funky um pieces as well or whatever fits your design style um you know and making that plan so that when you move into the house it's you know the way exactly that you it it's perfect is the thing. It's, it's true. I mean, you know, it's, I don't know any other design firm that necessarily is offering this, but a chance to, mm-hmm. I mean, because most people when they move to a new house, I mean, think about it. You've got your movers and you say, put the sofa there yeah. and put this, yeah. and then you have yep. to figure out. And once things land in a space, mm-hmm. they tend to stay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. well, if usually you, you bring everything, which we can know, okay, these pieces are not going to work properly. Scale, yep. size, mm-hmm. color, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Whatever. So it, it's yeah. a nice way to be able to offload some pieces before you move yes. as well. Yes. Because, I mean, moving is stressful. I told my boyfriend we're never doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sell real estate. And I drive from Hudson to Edina. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, you know, if, if you find a house that really does work for you and you make those spaces, again, I'm a designer. I have designed my spaces and I don't want to leave them. They're personal to mm-hmm. me. I, I've made them the way that they are. And when you have that connection... And that's the purpose of the perfect home is creating that perfect home and those spaces that you want to stay in for the rest of your life. Right. It It, it is true. And again, a professional. You need, it, mm-hmm. it just makes such an enormous difference. And it's yep. so hard to convey, you know, effectively. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. again, people just think it's what I like and it'll come together because it's what I like. Mm-hmm. There's a way to make what you like work on a mm-hmm. higher level than mm-hmm. what. You know, it's like anything else. I mean, I'm interested in horses does not mean that you can... <laughs> I don't have horse paintings in my house. <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah. Maybe we do have some nice horse art, though, that from some of our suppliers that you can try to integrate. We do. We do. Right? We have- I have no art on my walls yet because I'm waiting for my reno to be done and then, <clears throat> then I'll make some or contract some out. I don't know. Really? Well, you know there's an art gallery at the <laughs> District of Dinah featuring Maybe original fine artwork. Maybe he can paint me a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Gerber does some really cool... Did you ever see his cool brushstroke horses? I don't think I have. I'll have to go... They're on we'll the uh, on the tile wall mm. that uh, is is set up, which is mm-hmm. another thing we need to do. Yeah. And I was going to say about about subway tile as as we're winding down here a little bit. Yeah. It, 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 you guys tell me if you think this is a good idea or a bad idea. You ready? Subway tile that's pre graffitied. Hmm. That could be fun. That could be cool. Squee. Thank I you. Will say, <laughs> I will say I just used subway tile in a project, but. It was handmade subway tile, yes. so each one is yeah. just a little bit different. Yeah. It gives it more organic. It gets mm-hmm. more custom looking. So yes, mm-hmm. okay. I yeah. got the okay from Aaron. Uh, he's great. <laughs> to, he goes along with all my crazy ideas for a house. Um, yellow subway tile. I mean, because like you said, I mean, I don't have a mid-century modern house, but I like the style. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I've got these um, subway tiles that I fell in love with by a certain vendor. Um, and they almost feel like handmade, but they're like a mustard yellow, you know, very really? like cool. Super yeah. Fun. That I'm going to put vertical stacked in my kitchen um, when I renovate it. So 
Really? A yeah. yellow subway tile? I thought that almost definitionally subway yeah. tile had to be white. No. No. Nope. Oh. Yeah. And that's why I said, you know, it's, I think the classic white subway tile, yeah, I think it's on its yeah. way out. If you're going to do subway sure. tile, just do like, the little bigger, the, yeah. the bigger scale. I, I don't like the three by six traditionals. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. They belong just in the subway. No, fair. <laughs> but, um, that looks fine. Um, but in your house, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Renaults. Fair so. enough. All right. So, uh, so basically, the takeaway on all this mm-hmm. is that we are going into the pre-graffitied subway tile business, yep. and Perfect. everything else goes out the window. That's <laughs> awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. We have drunk our way through another episode. On behalf of both Christina and Carl Peltier, <laughs> Habitation Design, <laughs> the District of Dina, I would like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And I'll finish with a quote from Mark Twain. The fear of death follows from the fear of life. A man who has lived fully is prepared to die at any time. Good luck, everybody. <laughs>